Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi. Hey, <laughs> welcome to the Real Housewives of Rewatch. I'm Sue Funk, and I'm here with Danielle from Brands by Bravo. And we are starting season five of season five, season five, season five. <laughs> like after season four, what a gift. Like it was like right off the bat. And this season, the premiere episode is called A New New York which I feel like is so fitting as we have our revamped New York that we're working with right now. Yeah. I mean, they got rid of basically half the cast. Yep. And I'm here for it. (laughs) Yeah. It was like their opening is so good. It's like, I wrote all of them down. You did. I did too. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) So I'll go first with Carol, and then you can go to Aviva. We'll we'll take turns. Yeah, I don't know if I went in the correct order, but I okay. did write them down. Uh, Carol says, I may be a princess, but I'm definitely not a drama queen. Genius. 10 out of 10. Yeah, that's great. They're, they're all really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heather. Heather Holla, which cracks me up that literally in her first season, they did the Holla thing. But yeah. my success is built on making women look, women make I'll speak correctly. My success is built on making women look and feel their best. Hala, which iconic, the Hala. Oh, yeah. She's the first one to add some sort of ex- expletive, like, ex- no, exclamatory. Like, we got Hala. this. You and I can speak. It's fine. Yeah, we're, we're smart. Um, Aviva is not the best because it's never underestimate a woman born and raised in new york city it's giving kyle richards in this city in my city but like also aviva doesn't talk about being from new york that much i totally when i heard that i was like you're from new york yeah i didn't know she was like a born and raised new yorker yeah uh ramona is i'm not afraid to say what everyone else is thinking very very ramona yeah um luann's is to some, living elegantly just comes naturally. Which, to me, that doesn't make sense for her anymore because she's not married to the count, you know? Like, that persona should have left her, though it did not. No, she's still clinging on to that elegance. Yeah, and then Sonia's is a little Sonia will spice up any party. And it's true. Sonia's were always interesting. Yeah. Taglines. They were never always the best. There was one that like was just like about her panties or like not having panties. And it was just like, what? Yeah. Weird. (laughs) No, Carol's is definitely my favorite. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And Carol comes in hot. Like Carol, uh, it's, it's honestly like this first episode was a, it was an extended episode, right? It it was was. an hour and five minutes. Cause I was like, wow, this is still giving. Yeah, I like, felt like I was watching it forever. So yeah, not in a bad way. Right? Just... No, but I felt the same way. I was like, wow, this is like really going on a long time. Yeah. I was enjoying it so much more than season four. Yes. Well, Carol, 
I don't know now, but she was one of my favorite housewives ever. Well, I feel like when Carol started- Or she's a favorite in New York. I don't, yeah. I don't know if she's a favorite ever. Maybe. We'll find out as I rewatch because I don't really remember. I remember more the Dorinda years with Carol, not these early- yeah. Same. I didn't think she, I thought she came with Dorinda. I forgot that her and Heather came as like a mm-hmm. duo. Yeah. But, but like she just she's the voice of reason in a great way. Mm-hmm. And not like too giant of personality, but you definitely feel great about her. Well, let's yeah. just keep going. Yeah. So the episode opens with Luann and Aviva saying that they've known each other for years. I forget how they said they met. I think at a party. Yeah. Um then, to, I mean, it was just a nice little lunch. They were at the boat, the boathouse, right? Yes, the Central Park boathouse, which is lovely. Yeah. And then to me, one of my favorite things that we learned in this lunch is that Luann says that Alex is living between Switzerland and Asia, but when he comes to America, he stays at their Hampton house. I thought that was really interesting that she lets her, and she's like, I'm a good ex-wife. And I was like, I don't, are you? Like, he he has so many other houses that you lost in that divorce that I don't think you get to stay at. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm like, does this guy just not give a crap about his kids at all? Like they are still, I know Victoria's maybe like 17, 18 here, but like, what about his son? He's pretty young and he just I, doesn't live in America. I thought they did go back and forth to see him though. I, know, I thought but that like, that's was not right. I don't know. My favorite part about it is that uh, when Lou is talking to the camera in her confessional, she's like, Aviva is great, and you would never know she has a handicap. And like, <laughs> it's just so funny because it's like the first thing she tells us about Aviva. And we also don't know about the ha- handicap until like probably the last like 35 minutes, like if 35 minutes in. So I just can only imagine that if you didn't know anything about Aviva, you're just sitting there being like, What's her handicap? Yeah, like, the way all the women deal with Aviva's handicap in the first episode is so interesting. What yes, everyone has a very different reaction. Yeah. Um, so we obviously find out at this that Aviva's ex is the very infamous Harry Dubin. Harry Dubin, which is basically his own ca- like I'm shocked he didn't appear on this season of Real Housewives of New York with the new cast somehow. I think he does show up at some point. No, just wild about Harry. But that's when they start talking about how Sonia dated Harry and Luann dated Harry and Aviva married Harry but divorced Harry. And her first son is Harrison, and we see him later in the episode, and he looks like Harry. Yeah, he does. Like, it was wild. I was yeah. like, wow. I guess, like, wow. Yeah, and we learned that uh, Aviva ran into Sonia somewhere, and that Sonia basically just like ran away from her. <laughs> Which I get. I could see Sonia. I could see that. Like, so, but that means that, like, Aviva is like, I don't know if that means that she was like with Harry when we were married or not. Because Harry stepped out on Aviva from what we basically know. Yes. And it is weird later, like, Sonia's talking about Harry, like, oh, he's one of my oldest best friends. And it's like, but you never met Aviva, which I think is very odd. Yeah. It's telling. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm like, mm, is Sonia making shit up or? I don't know, but we do see Sonia at the townhouse next and uh, we get a first name, last name of the intern. I did not write them down, but I just thought it was really interesting that I was like, oh, wow, first name, last name. I wonder if this person is related to somebody. Yeah, and... no, I, I did not see that. Uh, like, I didn't write that down. And she's just basically saying she doesn't stir the pot. She stirs the drink, darling. She's going mm-hmm. to have a fresh party. She said, you know what's worse at a party than stale brioche? Stale guest. <laughs> oh, that's right. And so she's, so like, this is like, I like this a lot because they're bringing in the cast right away. Like everyone's mm-hmm. going to her place and they're going to go meet up and see each other and get to know one another. Which I wonder, I like. You know what I forgot to look up? Do you know what year season five aired? No, I forgot to look at that. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to look that up because I wonder if it's around the time that the 2012. And is it really? 2012 when um, like Beverly Hills and New Jersey started? I guess so. You're Googling it. I would I not am know. I'm it very quick. No. No, 2009. But yeah. by then, I I just feel like the formula we're used to around 2011, yeah. 2012, you know, a few seasons That's into when it all gelled. of these. 
that's yeah. when it's like this, we need to have them as a cast all together and you know there was less of like a, let's hang out with these housewives and their family and more like let's get these women together yes and see what happens yes 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 um Sonia's party looked great by the way like I was very into the food and I wanted to go yeah. to and the drinks no. It was, um, you know, after having two, like, masquerade parties last year, this was, like, more of an upscale Sonia Morgan party. I felt like there was, like, really nice waiters passing around, like, what looked like lovely cocktails, lots of champagne. Um, it, the house looked really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So Luann brings Aviva to this party. And then semi introduces her to Sonia even though they're like oh we kind of know each other and I crack up because Sonia immediately brings up her ex-husband and I'm just like oh that's so awkward yeah and she's just like don't and like Aviva was so scared that Harry was gonna be there and she's like don't worry he's not and she's like thank god and like you could tell that she's just like okay I can kind of relax now yeah she says something like we get along well but there's definitely some crinkles in the relationship yeah which, I mean, that makes sense. I'm sure he rubs her the wrong way. He doesn't seem like someone who's great with word choice. No, to me, <laughs> it seems like that means we're very good at co-parenting, but I don't want to see you socially or have those types of interactions with you. But like co-parenting, we can do that yeah. well. <laughs> um, But then we see Aviva meet Carol. And I uh, say, she looks so stunning and I'm obsessed with her hair color and the way she's styling it in this entire episode, Carol. Oh, yeah. Carol looks great. She looks really, really good this season. Um, And she's Aviva has read Carol's book and like corners Carol about it. And it is so awkward. Mm -hmm. And I I feel for Carol because she tells us in her confessional that she's like, you know, you write this book about your dead husband and grieving with it and how that all went down and you you want to help people but then like 10 years later i'm at a dinner party and i'm stuck here talking about something that i like kind of have put behind me now and it all has to come back up yeah i I feel for so awkward had you read carol's books any of them no you mean her ghost written books sorry i forgot about that um i don't think the first one was though (laughs) definitely not the first one i don't know maybe I mean, she has enough credentials for me to believe that. Yes, she does. She wrote it, you know. Um, I've never read it, but I've always heard, like, amazing things from it. And I kind of now, it kind of made me want to read it. Though I feel like it would just make me really sad. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a real bummer. Uh, yeah, but I've heard it's amazing. So maybe I'll give it a shot. Well, if you do, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, in, in my spare time of reading. Yeah, exactly. When you have all that free time, you know, raising a child <laughs> and a dog. And now, well, job. now that I'm back at work, I'm on nighttime duty. So my free time has definitely lessened at night. Yeah. But then when she goes to daycare, then we'll flip flop like nights. Oh my gosh. I can't, I can't think about daycare. We're not. No, that's, I was like, I can't. <laughs> nope. 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 We are not going to think about <laughs> that. No, no. Though today was better. I went to the office again. This is my third time and I didn't cry today. So it it's went better. Accomplishment. I mean, it's. <laughs> I told I told Danielle that I was like when I dropped da- Turner off at daycare for the first time I cried and I know I'm not going to be one of those people that I'm like it's the same thing we, no, I obviously know it's not I have a dog and I would agree it's very similar I cried before we went to like on our long trip with Remy to me it's actually gets worse with a dog because they'll never understand at least she'll eventually grow up and understand like That's true. I'm coming to pick you up later like dogs don't know I was exactly like that was the thing I was just like oh she's gonna be like crated it's gonna feel like she's back at a shelter like I just I didn't I it was heartbreaking for me so like leaving your child I feel like would be even like more like because you're just like what's gonna happen what's gonna what you know yeah I make Derek put the monitor on her during the day when I'm in the office and then I talk through the monitor and I freak him out because I'll just start like being like hi (laughs) like what the hell you can't just like (laughs) creep on me in the room and watch me that's awesome I know it's fine all fine especially Uh, because it's spooky season just be like I know I should do that to him tomorrow but he would kill me because he was like in the bathroom and I just started like talking through the monitor that's amazing it's fine fine. I'm doing well um okay so back to the party so Heather and Carol are there 
they clearly somehow know each other, though I don't know they really say how those two. I think those two are old friends. And Heather also supposedly knows Sonia because they met at a party a couple of years ago. But it yeah. it feels very much like, here's the thing. If you're, you're in New York long enough, you run into, you cross paths with people. Yeah. Like, and it's then- an island, guys. Like, you, you meet people. And mm-hmm. if you're in the same social circle in the Upper East Side or whatever area you're in, you usually do kind of sort of meet people. So... I think that's what this friendship is. It's just like, oh, we talked for a little bit at a cocktail party. Yeah. Uh, but she, Heather definitely doesn't know Lou or Viva. This is the first time meeting her. Um, yeah. We also find out that Luann and Ramona are still fighting. And I'm curious. I wish I knew like when the reunion ended to when they started filming again, you know? Yeah. Because like Lou is very upset about it. And I, I do get it because in the reunion, if you remember... She basically makes it seem like Victoria was kicked out of school for being a horrible child. You know, Luann has every right to be mad at Ramona. Like, especially because Ramona is not accounting for the fact that, like, Victoria was a child of divorce. And like we said, her father's not really around that much. Her mom may or may not be around. But no matter what, Lou is trying her best. And she is trying to be there for those kids. Like, she can no longer afford the live-in housekeeper that was with them um that we knew Mm -hmm. in season one so you know she's trying she's doing her best but ramona of course has an opinion on everything yeah would you find out that ramona and heather have met they met at hsn i know i was like i guess true renewal was on hsn at some point yeah no the jewelry was isn't that oh true religion sorry i don't know true whatever but yeah her her jewelry was um also heather does have on like an amazing outfit she looks so good i love she this like, red outfit hot. she has on and she's great hair and like underneath so it's like this red coat that like has like this strappy black belt and then underneath is her yummy tummy shapewear like it's like a slip and it's like very sexy but um hot take i hate sh- shapewear i don't know if we already said this when we talked about jill's shapewear line last season no like, i don't like it either i think it's demeaning and it's also uncomfortable yeah i think it's like like i remember when i was wedding dress shopping and i was like i'm absolutely not wearing shapewear i was like I'm, i want to be comfortable with what i'm wearing but i get yeah. it some people really like I it it does a purpose i'm not saying like it's stupid like i get it but I shall, like, personally, no, ma'am. <laughs> Anytime I've worn it, I've not been happy that I've been wearing it. Yeah. So. I've always felt horrifically uncomfortable, especially if you have IBS. I feel like it's just not a great thing for you because, like, you bloat and then it's like, oh, great. Now I'm even more restricted. I think I actually bought Yummy Tummy once from Nordstrom oh, Rack. Did. Nordstrom yeah. Rack in Union Square, 14th Street. Shout out. Yeah, Pretty sure they had Yummy same. Tummy there. And I think I bought it. I used to love Heather and I'm very interested to see how I feel about her rewatching because I always really liked her and I know a lot of people hate her and I wonder if I'm going to feel the same. Yeah, I I don't know how I'm going to do it. Like she's already got some of her qualities. I think it's just going to be a journey the way it was with Bethany. Like I love, I hate, I love again. Even Ramona's right sometimes. Like these these housewives the more dynamic they are, the more they you make them they make you feel, the better. True, true. Um, also one thing I didn't realize is that Carol's husband passed away in nineteen ninety-nine. Yes. I did not realize it had been that long. Yeah. Cause by then it's thirteen years if it's for this was twenty twelve. So that was just like an interesting t- I don't know why I thought it was like much sooner or like because like oh, no, I had an idea of that because Dorinda's it- husband was a more recent passing so I think I just always equated the two of them to that well when did JFK Jr. die because I think that was the other thing as I remember it was like right around that like she had had like it was like kind of like back the back-to-back tragedies Mm -hmm. I don't know I'm you're asking the wrong millennial on him <laughs> Hold on, JFK Jr. Now I like I need to know this. Like, listen, when... if you want facts on this podcast, we will not be the podcast where you're screaming at us. Mm-hmm. It was this year, and we keep saying the wrong information. We we might Google things. I mean, we try really hard. <laughs> if it's a quick, no, it Google was it. 1999 that when he passed as oh well. My God. So, so, like, that, that was the like... thing because I remember 
I forget somebody brings it up at some point and she was just like you have no idea how hard this was that like I lost my two best friends and my husband the same year like that was and that was one of the reasons why it was a bestseller because of her affiliation with Camelot which we all love yeah anywho doll Ramona and Lou run into each other at this party and Mario is such a jerk man I just feel like Mario tries every chance he gets to dig at Luann and I just feel like it's not fair mm-hmm. I agree um, he, but... uh... oh wait was Mario he was at Sonia's right yeah sorry I was thinking that you were talking about the Mario later in the episode at no. Ramona's house um what was I going to say? Oh, my favorite thing that Carol said at the party was that she hates when moms, all they do is talk about their kids. I was wondering how she, you feel oh, about I thought that <laughs> I am trying to not be that person really hard because honestly, a lot of my friends don't have kids yet. And like yeah. in my head, no one cares about my kid as much as I do. Like, and maybe my parents, my, and Derek's parents, like, they, I know they don't care. So I, unless you ask me questions, I'm not just like constantly going to talk about it. Well, I also, it's one of those things where it's like, if you're with your coworkers, you're going to talk about work. When you're like with the other moms at school, you're going to talk about kids. Yeah. It's just like you talk about things that you have in common with whoever you're around. Yeah. And so, but I also very much understand the Carol standpoint of like, it's really hard when you're a single person that doesn't have kids, won't have kids, and you're sitting there. And, like, at this point, Carol doesn't even have a pet. And she's just True. kind of like, I'm going to go get a drink. Bye. Like, Yeah, like, my sister, I know, she was at some party a while ago. And, like, everyone there is a parent except for, you know, her and her husband. And mm-hmm. she was like, I just did not care about the conversation. And I was like, I will try really hard to not be that person. Like, I don't. Well, so I don't want to talk about her. We talk about her all the time. Like, yeah. I want to talk about different things. <laughs> I remember, like, going out to Long Island with one of my friend's babies. And we just sat there and stared at a baby for, like, hours. And I was just kind of like, is there anything else to do? like just because there's only so many times that you could be like this baby's adorable yes and like i get that like and i was also this was when i was like in my 20s you know like i i wanted to just go drink and have fun and like i was very single compared to my friends and i was just kind of like so this this is what people do now (laughs) (laughs) i I don't i don't want to that's too funny um so then I think the last thing kind of at the party is just that uh, Luann, does she go up to Ramona to try to talk yes. to her? Okay. And or Ramona's no, wait. So Lou said her dad, oh, wait, we forgot about how Heather talks about how her dad just died. No, that was at the bar. No, and she does it at the party too. Oh, does she? Oh my gosh. She's talking to Heather. Um, it's Lou and Heather and they're just talking about their lives and somehow dad's come up and like Lou is just like yeah my father's no longer with us and Heather's like yeah my dad just died on Friday and she says it pretty much just like that and Lou is just like mortified and I think you know we were talking about recentness with like the husband dying and all this like losing your father the week that you start a reality show like I understand that he was dying for a very long time and I know what that's like and it's just even though you've kind of prepared yourself for it, it's still so emotional. Mm -hmm. And like for her to do that, like I have to say it instantly made me impressed by Heather and angry at everybody for being like mortified when she brings it up. I think in the way that when Alex talked about her dad passing, it's just like when you're not prepared to hear that information, yeah, you're just like, oh my God, we're like at this party, we're having a good time. And you just told me this really heavy thing and I don't know you that well. So I can see why, like, I'm super awkward and I don't know what I would do if someone I just met, like, think of the first time you and I are at Sonia's and then you're like, my dad died. I'd be like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Like I would have, you would have no idea, like socially. See, I feel like as an orphan, I would totally be like, (laughs) let's talk about it. But also like, I know that feeling of just like, it's all that's on your mind of course like, uh, yeah it's hard not to talk about it 
and also like especially because her father had been sick for so long i felt like it was just it was part of her life but as we see heather is like the queen of tragedy um i wrote that this episode should have been called um i'm so glad you trusted me with your tragedy Uh, i I agree because then yeah we'll get into that we're getting ahead but yeah so um ramona is making ramona and mario are basically making fun of lou uh and lou confronts ramona which i thought was really interesting Mm -hmm. because lou's always like not at a party darling and like ramona comes in hot she's like you want to start with me i'll go right back at you and Sonia comes in and makes the peace and gets everybody to go to the bar and kind of blows over. But you know that they don't like each other. Yeah, which they deserve to, like, Ro- Ramona deserves to get the hate. Also, it is interesting they kept Ramona. I was thinking about in my head of, like, the new cast they brought in. And I'm actually surprised she made the cut. But I think because I guess her fight with Luann kind of saved her because yeah. there was still story with that. But when I was thinking about, like, the ages of everyone, I was like, Ramona's kind of the outlier, I felt like, in that group. But also, don't forget, there was rumors swirling about Mario at the end of the season and between seasons. True. So, like, they kind of wanted to keep that story, keep an eye on it. I don't know. I wouldn't say that they wanted the story to keep going. But, like, I would see as a production person being like, we got to see where this goes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I I agree. So then, I think that's okay. it for the party. Yeah, we see Carol, and this is where we get her resume. Of um, you know, she was worked at ABC News, and she did the Widow's Guide. She's working on the Widow's Guide to Sex and Dating, and she does interviews for of celebrities for Glossy Mags, and she's about to interview the Kardashians. You know what I enjoyed about the scene that Carol was like, I love the Kardashians. And I feel like Carol would be someone who would hate them, especially in 2012. So I appreciated yeah. that she didn't say something bad about them. I think it was because it was a job. I feel like if you sat down for coffee with Carol during that time, she would have been like, "Ugh, downfall of society. Probably. <laughs> like for a job, I'll act like I love anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be like, oh my God, this sounds so exciting kardashians my favorite um (laughs) then i literally i don't think i've ever seen a full episode of that show um then heather is we go to her office and she's talking about her fashion and like her work and her resume i forgot how impressive it was so she started with calvin klein then she worked for diddy we all remember diddy because she Mm -hmm. like drops like she's just like oh me and diddy diddy this and you're like mm, okay but then she went on to he work was with like the J-Lo. creative director though i think for yeah. like his company so it wasn't just like oh i worked for him it was like i worked with him not for but him. she was also the creative director with j-lo and beyonce i know that photo of destiny's child touching her pregnant belly was like damn great. she was like okay you know what my question that i wrote down does she know jen alliance they must know each other oh i'm sure Right? And like, give me a Heather Holla cameo. Yo. Although her last cameo did not end well for her. True, which was so sad. I remember being very sad about that. That was not a great look. I don't think she owns Yummy Tummy anymore. I think she guys sold it. Well, Ramona visits Heather at work, and we find out that Yummy Tummy's office at the time was at 36th and 5th Avenue. 36th Street and 5th Avenue. So Mm -hmm. that's like kind of near macy's that giant victoria's secret like herald square kind of area yeah um and heather invited ramona to see the showroom but instead we just have a really awkward exchange of two people who don't seem to know how to interact with people yeah also you know what made me laugh about this is i was thinking about it like because they do this all the time at housewives but especially for heather who like runs or was running a legit company when have you ever had like a friend stop by your office never, never. like never <laughs> like there's no take your friend to work day no no i've never even no. been to when derek worked in his office i went to his office one time and it was actually the day we got our marriage license because the courthouse was walkable to his office and i said can i come up and see it and that was the only time i ever saw it and he was there for like six years <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> no, like I, you would always just meet people outside their office. Mm-hmm, exactly. Like I, feel like I would always just be like, oh, I'll meet you outside or I'll meet you on the corner, like by the subway. But like, I would never go into other people's offices. Also, like you usually need an ID and you need to sign in. It's a whole production. Yep. Um. Actually, you know what? I did have people visit me when I worked at A&E because at the beginning of A&E, we used to have every Thursday we had bar and it's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> just give us free drinks. And for a while, they didn't care if you brought friends. So like we would invite our friends over <laughs> and we would all just drink in the office. And it I was like great. It. Um. um Oh, one thing I noticed about Heather's company also that I liked at the time, it seemed like all women work there. And I very much like that. I did appreciate that. Um, Ramona, just Ramona's all over this. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm going to be on. I'm teaching a learning annex class. And she pulls out one of those learning annex magazines. And Heather, God, Heather nails it. Because first of all, Ramona's teaching a class on having it all what i hate that you know how we feel about that statement and so uh heather's just like i wouldn't brag about being teaching a class where you get the free magazine next to the trash cans (laughs) and that's literally what it is it's just like i sometimes you don't even believe that there's magazines in there it, it's just i cannot believe she's doing a learning annex and she brought the magazine for it i can that's so ramona but then what's so heather is like all of a sudden heather talks about how her son had a liver transplant when he was born which sounds so traumatic and ramona's response is that's horrible you can't live without a liver which i thought was just really funny response I mean, again, this is what you were saying, too. Like, when somebody tells you something that deeply personal, you're just kind of like, I don't know how to respond to this. But then the two of them just try to outstory each other of, like, traumatic childhood. Very modern New York. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh, this happened to you? Well, Ramona's like, well, this is what happened to me. And, like, like, Ramona starts telling this pregnancy story that is so much heightening, and some of it I don't even think could be true. Like... It was just, she was like, yeah, you know what got me? She said pushing for two hours. And and I was like, that's not actually that long as insane as that is. But she was like, yeah, my doctor had me push too long. And then the baby turned and then she, um, I thought she was dead. And it was just like, whoa, that was intense. And then Heather's just like, thank you so much for sharing. I love that. yeah i mean it's just it's a lot it's there but they both do it to each other so it's very awkward i just love that she was like i love that (laughs) um so then we that was basically the end of the scene but it's funny because it's interspliced with confessionals where they're both just like this is so fucking awkward this is going horribly yeah like we were not (laughs) vibing whatsoever Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Um, so then we go to the salon with Sonia and Aviva and you know Sonia's just trying to be friends with everybody and Aviva shows up like she's going to a fashion show and Sonia's very much like Upper East Side cash which is like Talbot's mom kind of look and um, so Sonia says to us that 
Aviva shows up with the kind of bag that Eric Clapton has when he plays tennis. And, you know, like, it was just, like, such a weird, like... So random. It was just also one of those things that people are like, you know, when you're playing tennis with Eric Clapton, it's that kind of bag. <laughs> um, so, so, so strange. So we find out that inside the bag is Aviva's spare leg. She brought a flat leg and a pointed leg for uh the nail technician to paint all of them the same color as her attached leg real leg i don't know what to say her yeah her real leg um so um so that's how sonia finds out about it and this is how we find out about the tragic story of how aviva almost lost her leg and it's something that's like I remember her, like, when she was telling it, I could almost tell you it word for word because I could never forget that story of Mm -hmm. just riding that conveyor belt and getting stuck and her friend hitting the off switch and saving her life. And they were only six years old, too. I mean, the whole thing is so sad. It's just, it's, it's terrifying. It's very Little House on the Prairie, though, also. Yes. Yeah. But the whole thing is... It's crazy, and I don't remember what Sonia's reaction was to it. Sonia was just kind of like politely aghast. I think she was just like, "Wow, okay." I think that's probably how I would react. Yeah. Um, and she talks about how she has had trouble dating with it, like. She was dating a guy and like on the fourth date, she finally told him about it and he drove her home. And then the first date with Reed, she told him about it and Reed's her current husband and he like loved it. And Sonia's like, wow, I guess he's a little kinky. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> um, This is definitely Reed. And I don't remember Heather's husband's name, but I just remember really liking both of them and finding them to be very like normal people. Yes. They were like very uninvolved husbands. Yes. But like, sure. I liked them. I, like when they started talking to them, I was like, oh yeah, I remember. I really liked their husbands. Husbands should be. And they're both still married to their people. They did not get divorced. Yeah. That was the thing that I looked that up too. I was like, are they still together? And those are solid foundation marriages, which was very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, And then we hear that Sonia went to her psychic Roberta and told Harry that he was going to meet Aviva. So that's the other thing. When you're talking about like, oh, she's known Harry forever, but didn't, n- never met Aviva. I think that was really telling. Because I was just like, oh, he, she probably became friends with Harry after her and Aviva. Like, after they were, got married. Or like, when they were getting divorced. Yeah. But this is like, oh no, she knew Harry before they got married. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Um, and then Sonia Psychic says she's going to meet a 45-year-old man who's a serious person. And I was like, I don't remember that happening. Roberta, yeah. what's going on? <laughs> Not correct this time. So then we head over to the Hamptons and Heather, Ramona, and Sonia are meeting up at like a bar. They're going to 75th and Main, which makes me think that that was like Ramona's favorite spot because I feel like Ramona and Bethany and Sonia went there like in a previous season maybe i mean there aren't that many places in the hamptons and probably not that many that let them like film either that's true yeah um but i thought it was funny because heather's like i don't know why she invited me i thought ramona and i didn't get along (laughs) yeah she was very surprised and but then while they're there heather brings up the oh yeah my dad died last week again yeah and i get it it's again just like ramona's knee-jerk reaction is wow you got a lot of issues I mean, honestly, that's probably what I'd be thinking in my head because she starts talking about cancer. She's telling them about issues with her son. I think she talked about. Oh, no, that was. Oh, so... the blind. Yeah. The so blind... Goes, Mona, do you know my best friend? She's in the wine business. And like without missing a beat or taking a breath, she's like, she's blind. She had her pancreas removed, her kidney transplant. And I like it. We shouldn't like those are those are very traumatizing things but the way that she said it i died laughing i was just like damn girl (laughs) i think i remember now i liked heather and it's because she is like me but she's like an amplified even worse word vomit of a person (laughs) like i can talk 
more than most people I know, like I could filibuster on like 30 different topics probably for like seven hours and not stop talking. But she just, she beats me, Heather. That, But that's what I remember. I think I like, like a, a relatability of like some, I think part of it is my guess. Filming is new. I wonder if it comes from nervousness of like, I got to fill sure. the air because we do often forget about that. And it was actually, I was just watching the Love is Blind reunion. Mm-hmm. Did you watch Love is Blind this season? No, ever? but I found out that a coworker of mine knew like everybody who was on this season. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So I'll anyway, tell so you one offline of, about the Yeah, one <laughs> of the guys, the guy was terrible and I didn't like him at all. But he says one of the reasons he was super awkward is all of a sudden there was all these cameras and people in the room and he couldn't like get past that. And not enough people give credit to the fact of how awkward it can be and jarring when you're first filming, I'm sure. Oh yeah. There's because it's not just one cameraman. It's like three oh, no. cameramen, producers. The sound, there's like eight yeah. people. Like whenever you see that, it's it's a lot of people there. So I could see how it can be nerve wracking and oh, I want to make good TV. You know, all those things are probably running through her head. So part of me gives her a little bit of nerves in the beginning. We also find out at this meetup that Sonia is going to be doing something at the learning annex too. <laughs> She's going to be doing 20 minutes on red carpet ready toaster oven meals. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, I have a lot of questions. I follow up. I'm like, but that was all she said. Red carpet ready. I'm going to do something about being red carpet ready and toaster oven meals. And I was like, are those two things? Are they the same thing? Is it getting ready in 20 minutes for the red carpet while making toaster oven meals? I, I don't know. But it was wild. Uh, and then we go to a party at Ramona's house, which they show her her Hamptons house. And damn, that thing is beautiful. I know. It really it's is. It's mammoth. It yeah. is huge. It has a giant pool. Like, it just, it looks so pretty. Mm-hmm. And Sonia's making appetizers for the party. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um. Oh, also, I was trying to figure out the season. It must be like fall, I think. Yeah, they usually filmed around the fall. Yeah, yeah. Um, And uh, Ramona's trying to set Sonia up with this guy, Michael. Um, And Sonia forgets who he was, but she's like, I'm sure he'll be hot after I have some wine. Uh, And then we find out as Aviva's arriving, she tells us they're not ready to commit to a house in the Hamptons. But from May through November, they rent one. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, that must be so fucking expensive. Oh, my God. I know. May through November? You're taking over a whole house for the entire summer. Whoever's house that is, they're charging you thousands. Oh, my God. Crazy. Tens of thousands. Yeah. Um, It's also the first time the Berkshires is ever brought up because Heather talks about how she has a house in the Berkshires and it's just like warm, fuzzy feeling for the Berkshires when it comes to New York. I mean, you know, I love the Berkshires. Of course. Um, She, Heather also comes in and she, they were like, what do you want to drink? Do you want vodka? Do you want white wine? And she was like, oh, do you have scotch? And he's like, oh, you drink scotch. And he's like, we don't have that we have we have tequila or gin and she's like no i had a bad experience with gin in college mind you she said i had a bad experience with gin in college and i feel like everyone has that you all have yeah jägermeister vodka oh wow that's a tough one because that's Uh, in a lot of things the only vodka drink i drink is a bloody mary Mm. and maybe like a really good mixed one like a strawberry lemonade vodka type thing but i typically steer clear of vodka fair uh it's a creeper we find out though that tequila is the only alcohol that's not a downer which i don't know if i totally believe um and no uh, i think i've heard that before i feel like when i toured like a tequila factory or something they talked about that but like she's like going on and on about it and ramona's like jesus christ just take the shot already which i do think i would be kind of similar about it like we're just we're just drinking i know i just am just so kind like she was on another level in this like episode heather for sure um let's see oh so she's talking about the berkshires like you said and mario tries to tell a story about when he first met ramona's parents in rhinebeck and 
Heather cuts him off. Like, it's impossible. Like, everything that, like, he's just trying to tell the story. And he's like, so this and, like, that. And, like, literally every time he finishes a sentence, Heather jumps in. Mm -hmm. Like, and maybe doesn't even finish a sentence. And so, like, they get into tangents. And finally, Ramona's like, honey, you, you cut people off, you know? And Heather's like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, but, like, I thought the same thing about you. <laughs> and um, so Ramona keeps trying to explain. And Heather's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because it's two people that are not listening to each other having a conversation together. Yeah. The Heather thing with the cutting it with. I get that sometimes because if someone is telling a really long, slow story, it takes effort for me to sit there quietly and continue to listen. Like I literally have to like be like, don't don't start speaking. Yet. Don't, in. Like, yeah, don't start literally. speaking. Don't start speaking. Like I understand that. So especially if it was like people I didn't really know, it might even be hard. Like again, I wonder the nervous tick thing. But it just felt so like this is the only time that you will hear me be like Mario is very much right. Like, but he was right. She was completely cutting him off. Yeah, and like I honestly, I feel like it was also because I was like, I want to hear what it was like to meet Ramona's parents. Like, <laughs> that is a story that I need. And I, I was just kind of like, and it like I do understand what you're saying. Like, people who are very long winded and have to tell you every detail of a story when they were like. Was it November 2nd or 3rd? Was It was definitely 1045 in the morning. You're like, bitch, none of this matters. It literally kills what my happened? soul on the inside to have to listen to that sometimes. So, yeah, I, I hear you on that, but I just felt like I'm not correct. time where I was like, come on, just tell me how what it was like to meet Ramona Singer's parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so Aviva comes over and Heather starts talking to Aviva about Ramona, saying that she's not listening, and Aviva says that Ramona's intimidating. And then uh Sonia is making her meatballs. She says they're turning out yellow. I think I missed that line. <laughs> so funny. Um and then they sit down for for their meal that they're having and heather has to sit next to mario which is hilarious because they just had this oh, like, very awkward thing can i back up for one second yeah. there's one second where aviva uh so heather's telling their story and she's like yeah like there's tragic things some some kids have no legs where which came out of nowhere but aviva is just like oh what a wonderful door you opened i have an artificial leg and like heather just this is where heather's in the other seat and she's just like oh m G. O M G. So, yeah. So, Heather and Mario end up sitting next to each other at the dinner table. Um, I didn't like the writing on the place cards. As someone that, that was my job growing up when we had family, like big holiday dinners with like the whole family, I was the person that would write out the place cards. And like, I went to calligraphy classes. Like, I really took it seriously. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is chicken scratch. That's too funny. <laughs> you call this a place card. Um, so those are the things that I get offended by. Uh, <laughs> Do you want to know the thing I got offended by? Yes. When they're sitting at the dinner and someone brings up the word uh, Bashir. Um, yes. Tell me about it. Okay. So that word is literally like used in Jewish wedding ceremonies. Like you are my Bashir. You are my soulmate. Okay. I don't know what this man was that brought this word to this table to say like, like, cause even Heather was like, that's incorrect. Like that is someone basically, I don't remember who said it. Some random guy was saying like, Oh, this meal is like, we're a Bashir. Like it's meant to it be like a toast or something. Like I think no. I was, we're all Bashir. Yeah. Something. He says that. And Heather who married a Jewish person is like, definitely not the right use of this term. And I was like, no, I literally like, my Bashir is like my soulmate, my one true love. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure we said it during my wedding. Like, yeah, the a person's soulmate, especially like coming. Yeah, yeah, it, it's your person. So it's not. It did not work in this scenario when they said um, it. 
it did come after they were talking about how reed got married to like how he proposed to aviva so i think they were trying to connect it to that but it was Maybe. like they were like we're all beshert tonight and it was like no that's yeah. wrong yeah just like that heather knew that that was wrong <laughs> um but yeah they it was actually interesting they met they were both um divorced they both had kids their kid they were at bed bath and beyond and their children ended up playing together and that's how they ended up meeting which is a great meet cute i'm, I'm yeah. here for it very what very fine cute day. adorable um so then we go to victoria's art show i have nothing to say about this art show like i literally i just wrote lou's daughters doing an art exhibit i thought it was nice that all the ladies came to support it the art is kind of dark and it's funny because like somebody's like so you got a dark side and like victoria's like wicked defensive about it she's just like everyone has a dark side what and it's like meanwhile like the photos are like not hampton's art is what i'll say like it's fine it's cool but it's like you know naked women and dark figures screaming kind of thing and it was like i get where this like older gentleman is kind of like wow this is this dark shit (laughs) (laughs) um aviva's very kind and is like i will totally buy one read which one yeah (laughs) um that was it at the art exhibit because then we go back to new york city Yes. And this is where the tea happens. This is the final scene. And it's Carol, Heather, and Luann? Yeah. So it's first, it's Heather and Aviva are downloading Lou on the party. No, Carol Carol was definitely there too. Carol first. Yeah. Carol was there first because the whole premise of the lunch is Carol's like, I couldn't be in the Hamptons. The whole reason I was in the Hamptons was because I was trying to finish my book. But a girl's got to eat. So when everybody's back in the city, I get all the information. Mm-hmm. So first it's Aviva and Carol and then Heather or maybe Aviva then- shows up like after Lou leaves. Okay. So yeah. So it's Heather. They're, they're downloading them about the party and Lou wasn't invited to Ramona's. Oh, and so they're talking about at the party, we skipped this part where Sonia says, my husband. Oh, yes. And Ramona very loudly corrects her and says, your ex, your ex. And Sonia's just like, well, you know, I'm never going to get married again. So he's my husband. And Ramona is not having any of it. And it's just like, he's your ex remember that like i get where she might be coming from but man it was real rough and it Mm -hmm. was like heather was like that was a fucked up thing to do to your friend your supposed best friend yeah and lou tells us that like sonia was supposed to show up to the art thing but like ramona controls her same narrative as last season but then so lou comes in real hot and is like i had the most disturbing call from ramona and so did you find it weird the way that she started the conversation about like like so she's like so there was this party at my house like the party story doesn't totally make sense with what ramona's saying i guess i feel like basically Ramona calls Lou and is like, hey, girl, I'm going to tell all your shit about your kid if you don't fucking back off me. And so Lou is getting ahead of it and being like, here's the shit on my kid. I had a party for my daughter. They come in and tell me that somebody's passed out in the bushes. I had to call an ambulance because I couldn't revive the child right away. And I think it was for Noel because they were 15. Oh, okay. So it was even younger. And listen, this to me, I'm not going to say anything about Lou because this stuff happens. It happens all the time. And it doesn't have anything to do with the parent that's hosting the party. Exactly. My cousin who has like amazing, very involved, my aunt and uncle are incredible people. At her 16th party, they went to see Blue Man Group and some of her friends like snuck alcohol. One girl got so 
wasted. They had to take her to the hospital and pump her stomach. Yeah. And I don't even think my cousin drank and it had nothing to do. It was just like these girls decided to do that. I mean, it's just like, listen, was there alcohol there? Was there not? I don't know. But I don't think Lou was serving 15 year olds alcohol. Like she just doesn't seem like that kind of person. I feel like would she let her kids drink with her? Possibly. But I don't think that she was doing that for 15 year olds. Um, It sounds like a very scary story. Mm-hmm. And for Ramona to hold that over her was tough. Yeah. Lou's yeah. just trying to protect her kids and like doesn't want her kids to have a bad reputation. Um, but it was really funny because like she tells this story and then just like jumps up and leaves. And Carol was like, that was like a drive-by trauma. <laughs> like, it, I mean, it really was. was. Yeah. It was and... it was strange. Yeah, then Heather talks about her feelings about Mario and Ramona and she's like Mario barely meets me talks to me for two seconds and says I interrupt him and I was like but you but you did <laughs> like you you interrupted that story like yeah it, it was and so then Aviva's just like there well let's not be mean girls let's not talk about them and I was mm-hmm. just like oh let's wait for that <laughs> <laughs> No, this season is gearing up to be good. The drama was great from the beginning. I'm obsessed with all the new ladies because we know some crazy stuff that goes on with them. And I'm it just, just felt like a good mix. It really yeah. did. Like it just there was the right amount of crazy to uncrazy. Um, but before we finish, I have to ask you, Roni season finale. Did you watch I didn't it? watch it yet? I'm so sorry. I didn't get to watch it yet. I know. I need to talk about it. I'm so sorry. I haven't Ah. watched it yet. I'm like one or two episodes behind. No, Danielle. What are you raising a human or something? No, I was watching the Giants game on Sunday. (laughs) All right. That's a a horrible excuse. And actually, my viewing has gone down because I'm working now. I was watching a lot more TV when I was on maternity leave. Not being a responsible adult to goddamn you. I mean, it's fine. I watched this episode when I was at work, so. What I will say is, and like, I don't think I'm spoiling anything uh, because like pretty much everyone on the internet is like, Cy and Aaron are horrible and Jessel has won this season. Oh, I love Jessel. So yes. I think that Jessel is perfect. I think, listen, a lot of people are like, let's not get rid of Cy and Jessel and Aaron. We need them to be foils. But I, I'm interested to see what you think after these next two episodes because I don't like Sai's negative energy. I Sai like Aaron somebody, more than I like Sai. I like listen, do I want to hang out with Aaron? God no. Do I think Aaron's gonna stir shit up constantly? Yeah. Yeah. We need somebody who's like that. Like, you know, for better or for worse, that's what Rinna was. I just think that Rinna started going too far because she was in a dark place. Mm-hmm. Um I and maybe that's what's going on with Sai, but like Sai is somebody who like just everything is always everyone's not no one's pain is worse than hers, and everybody is a jerk except yeah. for her. Yeah, no, Aaron. I, There's I a like lack more. of self awareness. That's like you know you kind of want your like you want a Shannon Bador who doesn't totally see themselves and doesn't have a self awareness. Maybe Shannon's not a great one because of all the trouble that she's been going through lately. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? Like being like, there is something great in a housewife that's not totally self-aware, but Sai just seems to really lack an understanding of like people. And her yeah, husband yeah. is also like a little too old school for me. Agree. I did not like when he was like, Uba, why aren't you married? Yeah. Did not like that. That's, that's such a gross question to, to ask anyone, man or woman. I just, I, I feel like Sai is somebody who lashes out and it's not like even in like a, you know, bad girls club, crazy kind of way, which I also don't want for my housewives. It's just, she's just constantly mean and I don't, I don't love it. I think that there's a lot of interesting stories in Sai's life, but 
it I don't want them if she's not going to listen to anybody else's or yeah. accept no I, people, I agree like it's a give and take like the whole thing with Jessel being like my uncle is also an al- alcoholic and her just being like it's not the same and I'm like well you mm-hmm. both lived with alcoholics she wasn't like oh you know what's funny we had the exact same experience you know yeah, I, I thought trying to relate just- yeah everyone's like Jessel didn't share anything I'm like are you kidding me she talked about her IVF journey she's talked about you know her career journey like just because she was like oh Pavit's going to Vietnam in a couple of weeks and like three weeks later he hadn't gone they're like I know the way they're obsessed with that it's so weird I'm like what do you care and like insinuating Pavit was doing something scandalous like Pavit is absolutely adorable and the sandwich like president of New York like I really like him I also just think it's none of your business like why are you pointing at somebody's marriage that you just met yeah it's weird what's going on in your marriage and your husbands are all like yeah I would leave if you didn't fuck me for a year like "Mm, that's problematic and that's something that I would give you more shit about agree fully fully agree so i'm sorry that i did not watch i will have watched by next week i promise i still love you and we'll still keep going along on season five and i'm just so happy to have you back and i'm excited to start a new season and thank you everybody for listening to all of this madness we appreciate you and yeah we are back for season five and we are so excited and we love you Bye. bye Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.